It was February 7, 1964, and the people of New York, America's largest city, had never seen anything like it. The city's television stations were showing amazing live pictures of thousands of teenagers, mostly young girls, pouring into New York's Kennedy Airport. Other live pictures revealed an even more incredible sight. Thousands of teens, many of them screaming hysterically, a number of them fainting in anticipation, were pushing against police barricades that guarded the runways, waiting for a plane's arrival. Most adults watching the pictures had to wonder what was going on, who was on that plane, who in the world could be causing such a commotion. New York's many radio stations were giving the answer. The plane was not carrying a beloved movie star or a legendary sports figure, nor was it transporting one of the world's most important political leaders. Of all things, it was carrying a British rock and roll band with the strange name The Beatles on its first journey to America, where on February 9th it was scheduled to perform on The Ed Sullivan Show, the nation's most popular television program. Most American parents may not have known who the Beatles were, but hundreds of thousands of their children did. Thanks to radio disc jockeys across the nation, they had learned that four young pop musicians from Liverpool, named John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr, who called themselves the Beatles, had taken all of England by storm. Radio stations had been playing one of the Beatles' songs, I Want to Hold Your Hand, over and over again, and the kids had fallen in love with it. In fact, they had rushed out to the record stores and made it the number one song in America. The first time a song topped the pop charts in both the United States and the United Kingdom simultaneously. In an unprecedented maneuver, radio stations had actually begun reporting on the plane carrying the Beatles from the moment it had taken off from England. It is now 6.30 a.m., Beatle time, one station reported. They left London 30 minutes ago. They're out over the Atlantic Ocean headed for New York. The temperature is 32 Beatle degrees. Reports of the plane's progress continued throughout the flight. And they were not the only announcements being made. Every 15 minutes, New York's top two radio stations made it known that every fan who went out to the airport to greet the plane's arrival would be given a free Beatles T-shirt. By the time the aircraft touched down at the airport, pure pandemonium had broken out. Even the most veteran policemen and reporters were stunned. We've never seen anything like this here before, an airport official exclaimed. Never, not even for kings and queens. One security officer put it simply, I think, he declared, the world has gone mad. Finally, the airplane landed. As its wheels touched down, the four young beetles were filled with their own emotions. They had absolutely no idea of what awaited them. George was the only member of the group who had ever been to the United States. They've got everything over there, he later recalled, thinking. What do they want us for? Ringo had his doubts as well. Going to the States was a big step, he would later remember. People said just because we were popular in Britain, why should we be there? It was a genuine concern. All four Beatles were very aware of what had happened to one of their idols, Cliff Richard. One of England's greatest pop stars, Richard had gone to America, intent on making a big name for himself there as well and he had failed.
So too had other British musical entertainers. The Beatles got their first hint that things might turn out differently for them as soon as the aircraft's doors were thrown open. At once they were greeted by a roar, the volume of which they had never heard, even during their most spectacular triumphs in England. The thousands of young people who had waited for the doors to open had their own reaction. Their new idols were young, they were handsome, and they were smiling and waving at them. But that was not what struck them most about the Beatles. It was their hair. It came down over their ears and was bowl-shaped, so different from anything they had ever seen. And these new American fans loved the look of it.